Pastor Michael E. Tan. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly Eton, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.myspace.com. Hear God's Word at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem or through our Women of Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the Word. We'll move all the doubt and cause us Praise the Lord. I'm, I'm grateful. Amen. Father God, we come right now with a grateful heart. Just praying, Father, now as we turn our eyes towards your word, Father, that you will speak now. For your people need to hear from you, Father. That you will encourage a heart, that you will encourage a mind, that you will encourage a soul in Christ Jesus, Father. That as a result of us coming here today, Father, that we may be filled, Father, leaving this place to go and to spill out about the goodness of God, Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bethlehem. Amen. And that is our theme this year, 1 Peter 4, 17. We want to get it right in the household of the Lord. Amen. Amen. This month, we have designated it, make it month. Make it month. As we're going to get it right in our mindset. And we're going to stand on this word, Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Our theme song playing in the background, C.C. Winans. I can do all things through Christ, who strengthens me. There have been some folk under a heavy trial and a heavy load and God just sent me here this morning and wants you to know all throughout this month that you can make it. Say to your neighbor, 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 or neighbor, you can make it. But if you are going to make it, you've had to change your mindset and you have to get it right in your mindset. And throughout all of this month, we're going to be talking about getting it right in our mindset. And today we're going to share a message entitled The Meekness of Weakness. The Meekness of Weakness. And we're going to be looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 6 through 10. 
2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 6 through 10, and it's three slides. Let's read this out loud together at the same time. On three, again, 2 Corinthians 12, 6 through 10. This is the NIV. On three, one, two, three. Given to one in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. He said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I boast all about gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. Swire, for Christ's sake, I delight in my weaknesses and insults and in hardships, persecutions, difficulties. When I am weak, then I am strong. Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. And this month, I mean this morning, we're going to talk about the meekness of weakness. The meekness of weakness. And we want you to know this morning about the struggles of Weakness. We want you to know this morning about the sufficiency of weakness. And we want you to know this morning about the satisfaction of weakness. We want Christians to know this morning that Christians should depend on the strength of Christ in their weaknesses. Christians should depend on upon the strength of Christ in their weakness, in their weakness. This morning we are sharing a message again entitled The Meekness of Weakness. And meekness, by the way, means strength under control. And we want you to know that in your weakest times that you can depend upon God to be your strength. We want you to know a little bit of background information before we get into the text. And we have a, a video presentation that's giving us a little background about what was said and what was done. And we want you to listen uh, to... This background information as they're showing pictures of different places in in the Holy Land. Particularly they're showing you how Corinth looks and some other holy places when this word was written. says that there was a thorn put in his flesh. And you hear very rarely preachers preaching about the the blessings of the thorn. 
very rarely do you hear the preachers preaching about the blessings of the struggles and uh, the blessings of the trials. It's very rarely that uh, preachers preach that Christians will have trials and tribulations like uh, the first century church there at Corinth. They they had some real trials and some real struggles. They were losing their lives for the sake of Christ. Hello, somebody. But, 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 but what does it do? What does it do? What are we talking about this morning? We're talking about the, the struggles of weakness. Paul did said in verse 8, three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. What was it? We do not know what it was, but we do know that it hurt. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Somebody's up in here and we don't know what you're going through, but we understand that it, that it hurts. Hello, somebody, you've been asking and begging God to, to take this thing away from you, to take all this sickness away from you, to take this trial away from you, to take this tribulation away from you, and you have uh, beckoned God on high, oh, to take away something that he put there in the first place. Hello, somebody. This is the, the struggles uh, of weakness. Uh, and in this life as Christians, uh, we will struggle. In this life uh, as Christians, uh, oh, we will have heartaches and pains. Uh, in this life uh, as Christians, there will be prayers uh, that will go unanswered in the way that we want it to be answered. And we beg God three times, uh, oh, to take it away. Say, to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, take it away, oh your neighbor can't take this away, it's something that God had put there, a thorn in the flesh, oh to which the man of God, oh it said plead it, oh have you ever had to plead with somebody, plead it means to beg, plead it means to have no shame, plead it means, oh I cry to the Lord oh to take it away in the same way that some of us used to plead with mama to get us what we want or some of us used to plead with daddy oh and some of us oh we're not too proud to beg to get something that we want oh and that's what Paul did he pleaded with the Lord three times hello somebody have you ever had a struggle? Have you ever had a prayer request that God just won't answer? It continues to perpetuate in your life. You've been praying two years. You've been praying three years. You've been praying ten years. But yet God won't take it away. That's the struggles of weakness. Hello, somebody. And you're in good company because the Lord our Savior had struggles with weakness. Last month, year, or week, oh, we celebrated Easter. But before Easter, oh, there was that encounter in the Garden of Gethsemane that we have listed here in Matthew 26, 42 through 44. Oh, it says in 42, and he went away a second time to pray. Oh, he said, 
my father, if it's not, if it is possible uh, for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. And then it says, and he came back and again found them sleeping because their eyes was heavy. And it says in 44, so he left them and went away once more and prayed a third time saying the same Jesus oh struggled in weakness in the garden of Gethsemane asking God to take it away three times and there's somebody here that's struggling like Paul there's somebody here that's struggling like Christ with this trial that just will not go away and you're struggling in your weakness oh you are not alone. Hello, somebody. Because Paul knows what it's like to struggle. Jesus Christ knows what it's like to struggle. He, he didn't in his flesh want to drink that cup of suffering. He didn't want to go through that trial. He didn't want that literally a thorn in the flesh as he was pierced in the side upon that cross. Hello, somebody. Some of you have that thorn today and you're begging God to to take it away. Hello, somebody. One thing that I've learned through this study is that it, it seems that our valleys here on earth are our peaks in heaven. Let, let me say that again. Somebody missed it. Our valleys here on earth are our peaks in heaven because you're struggling with that thing you were born to carry that thing you're struggling with that thing you were born to give God glory oh with the struggles of weakness you were born for such a time as this Christ was born to struggle oh and to have that thorn in his flesh in this valley on earth was a peak in heaven say to your neighbor neighbor Oh neighbor, your valley here on earth is your pizza in heaven and give God to glory. Give God a hand clap of praise up in here, up in here. This morning also we're going to have another whisper from a man by the name of Spurs. Amen. Spurgeon talks about the sufficiency of weakness. Verse 9 says, and he said to me, this is what God said, for uh, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Hello, somebody. My, My grace is sufficient for you as you struggle with that thorn as you struggle with that trial God is trying oh to give you uh, power but in order to get that power you've got to pour out your own power and depend upon God and his power 
Hello, somebody. I thought about a good illustration. Uh, the good illustration of that is that uh, that computer over there has a plug that's plugged into the power source. Uh, oh, but also the computer over there has a battery. Uh, oh, when charged, uh, it can last uh, temporarily for about uh, an hour and a half. Oh, and uh, it's temporary power. Oh, uh, but if you want to have perfect power and weakness, uh, oh, you got to take out your own uh, power pack uh, and just plug into the power source. Uh, and his name uh, is Jesus. Uh, hello, somebody. Oh, you have a temporary power. You have a temporary power so you can make it temporarily, but you can't make it through uh, uh, with this thorn in your flesh uh, on your own. Uh, you got to pour out uh, your own battery source uh, and you got to plug in uh, to the power of Christ uh, our Lord and Savior in Jesus name uh, say to your neighbor neighbor oh neighbor pour out your power and depend upon God's power because God's power is the best power oh say to your neighbor again neighbor oh neighbor pour out your power and depend upon God's power because God's power is the best power hello somebody hello somebody God goes as far to say that apart from me, you can do nothing. Hello, somebody. So God has set you up. Oh, to, to, to do two things. Oh, he set you up. Oh, to be weak. Oh, and then he set you up. Oh, to depend upon his power. Oh, and that's why I have sufficient power this morning because I pour myself out. I give it over to the Lord. I let go and I let God. I pour myself out and only depend upon his power. I plug into the power source. But before I plug into the power source, I take out my temporary power source and I lay it to the side and plug into the eternal power source. And then that way, oh, God's strength in me can be made perfect in weakness. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor, you got enough power with God's power. Hello, somebody. You got enough power. With God's power. He, he said, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect and weakness. And weakness. You see, our power and our ability really gets in God's way. Let me say that again. Our power... And our ability get, gets in God's way. I tried to tell some pastors to depend upon the power of God to pastor. Don't depend upon your numbers because you think you can win a vote. 
but depend upon the power of God. Don't depend upon your ability to be political and to shake the hands of the people and to weak at the pretty ladies in the congregation and to kiss the babies. Depend upon God's power because his power is the best power. His power will enable you to overcome. His power is the best power. (laughs) Give God a hand and clap of praise up in here, up in here. It's okay. Say, I cannot do it. I cannot pastor Bethlehem Baptist Church. I can't pastor Bethlehem Baptist Church. I just can't do it. Not in my own strength. And as some other pastors have, have to come to that concern and other people in ministry, you've got to say, I can't deacon in my own strength. In my own I can't sing in my own strength. In my own I can't stand on the door in my own power and in my own strength. But what I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me in Jesus' name. Go ahead and give God another hand clap of praise up in here, up in here. We got to pour ourselves out. To pour ourselves out and depend upon Him and Him alone. Hello, somebody. Some folk, you know, I said, boy, a lot of stuff we worry about. I said, if you believe God created the universe, don't you think God can take care of your bank account? Hello, somebody. If God, do you believe in the God that you serve? He is the great I am that I am. Oh, he, 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 and he can do it now what he did yesterday. So why do I have to waste my time wearing, waste my time? And all I have to do is pour myself out and say, Lord, it's you. It's you. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16 says, I pray that out of his glorious riches that he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. And that's what the Holy Spirit's power on the inside of us as believers is. He is our sufficiency. He is literally a heavenly power source that's on the inside of us. And we go off like little Dorothy when we get in our winter wonderland in that land of ours, when things go crazy, we go off to see the wizard, the wonderful wizard of ours, and we take all these different journeys, oh, to hear different preachers and go to different conferences and try to hear from different preachers who's supposed to have a power source. Oh, but like little Darcy, we get behind that curtain and we see weak men. And like little Darcy, oh, they said all she had to do was to tap her heels, oh, three times. Hello, somebody. Oh, but you as a believer in God, a believer in Christ, oh, all you have to do is depend upon the power on the inside of you, the Holy Spirit power. You don't have to go out to see the wizard. As a matter of fact, oh, the wizard's ministry 
end it when Christ dies oh on the cross and the curtain in the temple split from top to bottom and that took men out the equation that took men out the equation because Jesus would then become oh our high priest a priest and Jesus would send back his Holy Spirit oh to dwell on the inside of every believer and because we have the Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of us then all we have to do is in weakness oh turn to the Holy Spirit on the inside of me hello somebody it sounds something like this trust in the Lord with all your heart to lean not to your own understanding but with all of your heart and oh, with all your might oh and, and depend upon him and he will direct your path hello somebody you've got to trust in the power source that's on the inside of you and that power source that's on the inside of you can give you strength oh I say I like to say this oh oh there's a TV commercial that says red bull a red bull gives you wings oh when you drink that power source in the little it's supposed to give you wings oh I don't like to say red bull gives you wings I like to say when God oh can sent the Holy Spirit of God he gave you wings and that wings are on the inside of you and those wings on the inside of you is a person the Holy Spirit of God depend upon his power in Jesus name say to your neighbor neighbor oh neighbor depend upon the power of the Holy Spirit of God in Jesus name see that's the sufficiency of weakness his grace is sufficient for us for his power is made perfect in weakness but we've got to learn to pour ourselves out which means to really to be filled with the spirit of God the best way to put it is to yield yourself to the Holy Spirit's power hello somebody to not walk in the flesh but walk in the power of the Holy Spirit that's why holiness becomes so important hello somebody because holiness is the Holy Spirit hello somebody in other words the Holy Spirit can't work in your life when you have sin in your life or rebellion in your life oh when you say like some of the old folk used to say I've been this way my whole life oh what's that got to do with the Holy Spirit's power on the inside of you God has given you the power as a matter of fact the word says that if any man be in Christ he's a new creature all things have passed away and behold all things have become new hello somebody and if you're the same as you was last year you're depending upon your own power if you're the same as you was the year before for that you're depending upon your own power and the only way that you're going to be able to change is depend upon the Holy Spirit's power by living holy hello somebody hello somebody and when you live holy you pour yourself out in your weakness 
and God gives you strength. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Weakness. Paul goes on to say, for when I am weak, then I am strong. (laughs) For when I am weak, then I am strong, which is the opposite of our culture. We we, want to show strength, you know. But if you want God's power to work in your weakness, you have to realize that when I am weak, then I am strong. 2 Corinthians 13, 4 says, For to be sure, he was crucified in weakness, yet he lives by God's power. Yeah. <laughs> Let me say that again. We learned last Sunday that he was crucified in weakness. He, he poured himself out. And that's why we're talking about the meekness of weakness. Because Jesus had the power to overcome his captives. Uh, He didn't have to be crucified. Uh, Oh, but he had to humble himself uh, uh, under the hand of the mighty hand of God. Uh, Many of us have to humble ourselves uh, in weakness. He was crucified uh, in weakness, yet, oh, he lives by God's power. Likewise, uh, we are weak in him, uh, but what? Yet by God's power, we will live with him in our dealing with you. Hello, somebody. Oh, we are weak in him, yet by God's power, we will live. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, I'm weak today, but yet by God's power, I'm going to live. I'm going to make it. I can do it. I will do it. God's word says, oh, that I can do all things, not by my own power, not by my own might, not by my own spirit. Oh, but I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Oh, when I need strength, I don't have to call a preacher. When I need strength, I don't have to call a prayer line. When I need strength, oh, I don't have to come to church. When I need strength, all I have to do is depend upon the Holy Spirit's power that's on the inside of me. Oh, when I'm lost and feeling alone, I can depend upon the Holy Spirit's power on the inside of me. God's power on the inside of me. And that's why I can live today. The devil wants me to die. The devil wants me to give up. The devil wants me to throw in the towel. The devil wants me to think that I cannot make it another day. But that's a lie from the pit of hell. I'm going to live. And I'm going to live by God's power. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, I'm going to live. And I'm going to live by God's power. Say to your other neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, I'm going to live. And I'm going to live by God's power in Jesus name I'm pouring myself out oh I'm becoming weak before God because in my weakness then I am strong 
Deacons, will you come? Christians must depend upon the Holy Spirit's power. It's on the inside of you. Right now is a moment of decision. You've heard the word of God and what he has to say. He says today, if you want to make it, you've got to pour yourself out and depend on God's power on the inside of you. You can't make it in your own power. This is too much for you, but it's not too much for God. And I'm so glad that Jesus poured out his weakness in that garden of Gethsemane. And he prayed these immortal words, not my will, but thy will be done. And when he prayed that prayer, he was able to leave that prayer garden. And when he left that prayer garden, guess what? Oh, he was able to do, oh, what God had called him to do because he was born to die and they crucified him. They mocked him. They scorned him. They put a crown of thorns on his head, led him to that hill called Golgotha, led him, nailed him to a cross. Oh, put him up between two thieves. But I'm so glad that Jesus was not depending upon his power. He had to give up his power and give up the ghost. He had to become weak and die. And he became weak and he died. And the Bible says, oh, that he stayed in the grave the first day. The Bible says he stayed in the grave the second day. But I'm so glad that in his weakness, God, gave him power to be raised again on the third day and when he got up he got up with all power in his hands I said when he got up he got up with all power in his hands said with me power said with me power and it's that same power that we can depend upon today uh, that Christ's power in our lives uh, to help us make it through uh, such a time uh, as this. Uh, this may be uh, a dark time in your life, uh, but God sent me here today to let you know uh, that you can make it. Uh, say to your neighbor, neighbor, you can make it uh, in Jesus' name. Say to your other neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, you can make it in Jesus name, say to your other neighbor neighbor, he rose and you can rise today, a part of your trials, a part of your tribulation, a part of your temptations, you can rise today by the power of the Christ on the inside of you in Jesus name Hello again, this is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. And before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him 
on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living King, you have to find God's family. And that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem again. We're at 311 North Dunbar in Falls Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. But if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Weeton, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If, if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment 
and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality and that's where you can give to the building and we, we want to do it kind of just like obama did it. he raised his funds it was just people ordinary everyday people 25 dollars that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed i think that's god and i believe god can do it for us and we want you to give once again now if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, State of the Arts Build, a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you. So we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.